Hello, everybody. It is Dee and Renee today, and um, we have an interesting show planned for you. We are going to be talking about the Conjac. And um, Dee, I know here in California, it's very warm, uh, ultra temperatures almost to 100 degrees, which uh, for the for Northern California is unusual. How are you doing up there in Medicine Hat? We've had a cool rainy week, actually. Yeah, kind of disappointing. Okay. <laughs> it kind of felt more like fall this week, so we're not looking for that. So we're looking for the weather to uh, clear out and get sunny again, for sure. Wow, I was in Las Vegas this morning, and it's going to be 110 there. And uh, yeah, it's 100 here, so it's I didn't, I didn't come back to much uh, change in the weather, but uh, anyway, so um, one of the things that, you know, we've been talking about lately are kind of some light types of summer meals that are cooling to eat and, and not quite so warm and heavy. And uh, I thought this was a, a great option this week, Dee. So these guys are the Conjac. I was reading a little bit about it, but why don't you tell us about what the Conjac is and, and how to use it? Sure. So oftentimes um, the Conjac is called a shirataki. Uh, noodle. And then if you don't do a reading up on it, a lot of people think that it's a, a mushroom noodle or some of that type in it. And that's um, not correct. Um, this is the konjac root and the noodle is made from the root and it is a glucocom, a, a glucocomanan, I'm not gonna, <laughs> um, fiber um, from the root of the konjac plant. So it's the fiber from the root um, is what those noodles are made up of. And you will see them called miracle noodle, shirataki noodle, konjac noodle. Um, my favorite brand is actually the Konjac label. Like it's labeled Konjac instead of the Miracle. Uh, Zero Noodle is another one that you may see. Um, I prefer ones without the added oat fiber, those types of things. So there is a lot of them on the market. Um, you still have to do your homework. Um, the actual Konjac root fiber ones are no calorie they're basically all fiber. Um, and so there is some interesting facts on them. So when you eat this fibrous noodles, they actually swell um, in your um, tummy, in your intestinal tract, and they actually help to make you feel full. Um, so they are uh, gluten-free, uh, they are vegan-friendly, so they are a great option. Um, for all dietary um, requirements. Um, what else can I tell you? <laughs> well, when you say that they swell in your tummy, does that cause you bloating or just fullness? Or, or can oh. some people have a, a problem with it? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the key things that can go along with that is if you are underhydrated. Um, so anytime we have a client, uh, even in maintenance, who is using these um, types of pasta replacements, we do let them know that your hydration has to be adequate because there is so much fiber. 
um, in these types of product. And if you're not used to eating that kind of fiber, you can notice a difference. Now, um, some people um, do not experience any discomfort, while the next one may really notice that. Uh, we also notice that in dieters with jicama. So with that type of fiber, the oligin fructose fiber, it's also um, a different type of fiber that some dieters say, you know, oh, my tummy gets a little bit rumbly or, um, the, you know, they experience some side effects. So they're pure fiber. Um, so if adding these guys to your diet, you are going to have to make sure you have adequate hydration on board. Okay, so yeah. super, lots, all that water. And, and I don't know about you, Dee, but I always have my clients um, have 96 ounces of water. And, and I know it's, it's different for, you know, some, some clinics uh, adhere to 64 ounces, but I just uh, find that we really get the best results with, with people that drink about 100 ounces of water. What do you think? Well, let's touch on that because I think 64 ounces is a bare, bare minimum. Um, yeah. And when you're using, so say you are on something like the IP protocol, um, if you are using any of their drinks, I always dilute more. So, you know, if they say mix with 250 mils of water, I automatically mix with five. I find they're very concentrated. They're very powerful, very strong. So instead of a cup of water, I'm using two cups of water. Um, I think you all should be on the branch chain amino acids. Uh, that is also a very strong concentration. So again, instead of mixing with one cup of water, I'm mixing with three. Um, so I, yeah, I 64, it's, it's not enough. Um, though we do have a lot of ways that you can get that water, water consumption up and going. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. So um, if you are jumping on and just joining us, um, if you're not already receiving our newsletter, be sure um, if you'd like to get these recipes, just type in the word newsletter and uh, you will automatically get a message in your Facebook. It's a two step process to get our weekly newsletter. So all these recipes come out every single Monday. If you are online, give us a hashtag live and um, uh, let us know where you're from. And uh, already we have uh, Joelle saying hello to us and uh, let us know what's going on in your neck of the woods. Have you tried the konjac noodle? So let us know if you've tried it. Give us a thumbs up if you have tried any of the like zero noodles um the miracle noodles what's the difference between zero noodles miracle noodles and konjac noodles is there any difference no labeling whichever company makes them uh you really the three that you will see um a lot are the zero noodle the konjac noodle and something called a shirataki noodle um and it is they're all done from the konjac root um, there are some zero noodle brands, which also have some oat fiber um, in their noodles as well. Those ones boast uh, four carbohydrates, but four grams of fiber. So I still prefer the Konjac brand, which has zero grams of, of, of carbs. And um, I think there's four or five grams of fiber per serving. So yeah. So, yeah. so one of the things to look at, though, is the serving size, right? Because a lot of people think that they can just take that whole bag of noodles and eat it in one serving. Right. 
you have to respect the serving size. And most brands, there's going to be three to four servings per bag. Uh, I know there, well, so I say that, but of course, I'm referring to the ones that we sell. <laughs> so you always just um, read your label and understand the serving, the serving size. Yeah. And, and we do say no more than one serving per day. Yeah. Of, yeah. yeah, of, of yeah. course. Um, yeah. And uh, I just thought I would, uh, let, let's see, I'll, I'll pop this up later, but um, let's um, start here. Oh, we got a couple people here. Hi, Annette from Alberta, Okotok, Okotoks. Yep. Alberta. Yeah. All right. And we have Kelly. Hey, Kelly. We met Kelly at the um, Seattle Super Weekend. She's from South Dakota. And Melissa says that your salads were incredible last night. So um, we, uh, we're we going to start here with mm -hmm. this Mediterranean salad. And of course, mm -hmm. right now, coming off of summer, um, all these wonderful tomatoes and and different uh, fresh veggies that we have. Um, take advantage of that now that they're all fresh. Mm -hmm. So this one has, this salad has a bit of a Mediterranean twist on it. It has the fresh spinach, fresh grape tomatoes. It has a little bit of sauteed fresh zucchini. I use both the uh, green and yellow summer squash variety, uh, fresh red onion. Um, and if you were in phase four, this would be the perfect salad to even add your olives to. You want some of that healthy fat. Maybe you would have a little bit of fresh feta on there. Um, it is a homemade dressing, but really, really simple. Your vinegar, your oil, your oregano, uh, fresh garlic, a little bit of lemon zest, fresh ground pepper. Um, and again, so this version presented here was done for phase one clients last night because we had a um, potluck workshop. So I wanted to make sure that it was phase one friendly for any of those clients that were in that phase. But if you were in phase four, my recommendation again would be the olives, the feta, and to increase your oil on this fresh salad. So really simple, really fresh. Um, all the ingredients absorb your fresh dressing beautifully um, and holds up really, really well. So it's very delicious. Okay, that, that sounds awesome. Um, how do you make these noodles when you're preparing them? Are you, are you, uh, are you blanching? I'll tell you. I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you my secret. Um, so a lot of clients um, like to boil them for a couple. So first of all, you are going to rinse these noodles and everybody thinks they're in a fish suspension, but they're not. It's just the, the smell of the root. You um, drain them and you rinse them in cool water. And then you can either boil them for a couple minutes, drain and use. But I actually rinse them drain them, and I dry fry them in a very large skillet. Um, I take the moisture out of them. I take a bit of the moisture out of them before using them, and I prefer that texture over the boiled texture, but both are fine. If you're going to boil them, it's a simple two, three minute boil, drain, cool, use as you like, and of course, you can use these noodles hot, but I just really wanted to show you, we're still in summer, that fresh summer light salads. I wanted to show you that they're absolutely wonderful cold as well. Yeah. 
So you have you uh, dry fried these and yes. and then using them cold. Yes. All right. So I know that this is is this the seaweed veggies or the tofu veggie rolls? These are seaweed. Okay. So, yeah, so we're going to touch on that too. Um, so those little packets of seaweed that have oil and flavorings and all those kind of things on them, they're a no. They're hard no, guys, if you are in phase one. You're a maintenance dieter, that is fine. So what you see pictured here is the actual traditional large nori sheets. They have absolutely no flavoring, no carbs, no nothing. It's like you just plucked her right out of the ocean. <laughs> And so they come in great big large squares and those are phase one acceptable. So you do really have to make sure that you understand um, what you're purchasing in the ingredients. And I will write that um, in the recipes also, but these are unflavored, unoiled, unseasoned. They are just simply plain seaweed sheets. And then you're going to add your flavoring to them. Yeah. Okay. So do you um, get the sheets wet or are they pliable how does how does that work so i buy them dry and then i simply take a pastry brush and brush them lightly with water before using to soften them to make them pliable okay so you're just brushing them with water and i noticed that there were several um comments about your peanut sauce um yes. which is a uh, phase one peanut sauce tell us <laughs> how you came up with your phase one peanut sauce. Well, I know a lot of you are gonna turn up your nose, but if you are in phase one, this is where your Walden Farms peanut butter comes into play. And I'm going to be really honest with you, I would never eat that stuff just as plain peanut butter. Um, but I have had amazing results making chicken satay, peanut sauces. Um, it's, it's a great ingredient in sauces. So for this peanut sauce, there's a lot of different ways you can make peanut sauce if you like this type of cuisine. So some in, like if you're in phase four, some would call for coconut cream. Some would call for, so I choose to do the one with fresh garlic, fresh red chili um, flakes, a little bit of IP or Walden Farms maple syrup, fresh lime juice, um, and the Walden Farms peanut butter. So really a lot of seasoning um, and it's it's really tasty. So if you're in phase one, two, that's what you're going to use. And if you were in three or four, then you could substitute in, of course, your real nut butter, your real coconut cream um, for a creamier texture, uh, but it's delicious. And you can make it as, thinner as thick as you like. Um, and a little goes a long way too. So that's the other thing. Um, a lot of times we're looking to replace, you know, um, you might be somebody who would take a spoon, dip it in the peanut butter jar and stick that in your mouth. You're not going to do that with the Walden Farms <laughs> products. <laughs> you just which, won't. I, which, by the way, is the beauty of uh, the Walden Farm peanut butter because you're not <laughs> going to want to uh, lick the spoon. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it makes really great uh, phase one sauces and dips. And so if you haven't seen our chicken satay recipe, uh, you know, Renee and I showcased that one. I know Melissa has showcased it in our own clinic. It's a really great recipe, really great sauce. And so... Um, those are where those types of products, they, they can enhance, enhance your journey. And especially if you like this type of cuisine and um, it's not only delicious, but it's a lot of fun and you can really just customize things to your own personal um, taste as well. Um, whereas often like in restaurants, you can't like you get what you get in their veggie spring rolls, but you can customize um, to make this 
your own, whatever you like. And the noodles just have a light hint um, of a vinegar and some seasoning on them. And uh, yeah, roll them up. And okay, so you're just uh, you're just picking whatever kind of uh, you're you're adding the noodles and. Um, are you putting other than the tofu rolls? Um, so you you put some protein in these ones, but the other ones were just more like salad, basically like a a salad roll. So so these ones you could do your shrimp salad, where you could do just veggies, or you could do your shrimp or your chicken uh, leftover shrimp, chicken, salmon, any of those kind of things in your fridge. These ones actually um, pictured actually just have your um, the noodles, uh, lettuce, romaine lettuce. I, I you could do any kind of spring mix, arugula, like any type of mix. And then your traditional, um, so traditional um, veggie spring rolls have uh, carrots. And of course, not doing that, but I've got cucumber and purple cabbage and red pepper and the romaine and the noodles. And that uh, just rolled up into the Norway, nori seaweed and um, super tasty, uh, super fun to dip. Um, yeah, it's, it's really good. <laughs> okay, awesome. Well, um, let's see. Lori says, um, hi from Los Angeles. Why only one serving of the noodles per day does it lead to digestive issues? It absolutely can. Um, and they are actually really filling and they don't count towards your vegetable consumption for the day. So we need to ensure that we are still getting our four cups um, plus salad is always our recommendation. Um, and the noodles, they, they do have a lot of fiber and they, they do fill you up. Um, and so we don't want to cause you any digestive um, discomfort. We also don't want them to replace the other nutrients that you are um, aiming to get in. Um, however, if you are a really hungry dieter, um, they, they, they can be a very good addition. Um, to your planning and prepping for your meals. Yeah, okay. Well, that's a, that's a good point. And I uh, just wanna say hello to Alana from uh, Ideal Wellness in North Idaho up there in Coeur d'Alene. Um, okay, so tell us about this, Dee. So this one is a salmon and with lime dressing. Um, konjac noodle salad and again I just changed up I changed up my dressing so my dressing is lime based and um, changed up the vegetables in this one so this one is radish and red pepper and a lot of green onions um, really quite um, simple um, just um, so the noodle and the salmon actually take over instead of the vegetable if that makes sense and then the next one we're going to see um, the vegetable takes over so just i wanted to give you just a little bit of spin and then this lime dressing again um you know i used um hot chili uh sauce in it as well with the lime for the kick and it's really really good the salmon lime was the best one it's it was really tasty um and I buy zero carb. Um, I actually should have had it out. It's it's a chili sauce, like a chili chili paste. It has tons of kick, um, and it's amazing for making homemade dressings where you want to kick. Um, so simple. So when you're just whisking your fresh ingredients, um, again, uh, garlic. This one has fresh grated ginger, fresh grated garlic, lime juice really good and simple like really really simple so the more you make fresh summer salads there's just going to be some ingredients 
you know, in your, that become really normal in your grocery shopping. And so garlic and ginger and lemons and limes, like you'll always have one on hand in your fridge for summer salad making. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I was gonna, I was gonna see, is it the garlic, um, chili sauce that you get? Should is I it, go look? <laughs> is it that one called chili garlic sauce? It's in the red jar with the green top on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. I, I use that one too. So I was just, just wondering yeah. if that's the one it was. Um, and uh, I see it here on Amazon. So um, I'll pop it up there in between the next salad. But um, here's, here's more of now. Now, th- is this just another picture of the yeah. same? Okay. Yeah, you All know right. me. <laughs> so this is the shrimp salad. Mm-hmm. So now this one, I actually, and I had to explain to Renee, everybody, my, my poor quality pictures. Um, I forgot to take pictures of my salads before I put them in containers to go to our potluck last night. And this one I would actually present to you, not mixed. I would present it, all the ingredients separated, and then get you just to toss them together prior to eating because this one actually contains quite a bit of romaine lettuce in it. And if you pre-mix it too soon, it will get a little bit soggy. So this one is a have it in the bowl with all the ingredients beside each other. And then just prior to serving, you would drizzle over the dressing and toss. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. (laughs) So I promise I'm going to uh, redo these pictures to give you nicer presentation. You got a lot of pictures to redo. You had to redo last week too. <laughs> I know. I know. So this is the this is the chili sauce that we were just talking mm-hmm. about, and uh, delicious. And and there was there was a couple of dishes that we used it in at mm-hmm. the retreat, if I remember right. Yeah, it's a great. Um, it's a great. Uh, I know lots of people like their Frank's Red Hot sauce and things like that, but that chili paste. It just has a different flavor dimension. And I'm a real big fan of using real jalapeno and real serrano peppers. But that chili paste is awesome. And it has kick. Like it has a good kick. So a little goes a long way. Well, as always, um, this this looked like my favorite picture. It looked um, delicious. And this is made with konjac rice. Is that yeah. correct? Correct. Yeah. All right. Tell us how how you came came upon this. Well, rice pudding, custard, those types of things come to mind. And the really neat thing about this one is you can do a baked custard version or you can do a stovetop custard version. This one was a baked version and you do it in the water bath method, which I will explain to everybody how you do. So you get a beautiful creamy custard uh, that doesn't stick to the bottom of your pan. It doesn't dry out. Um, and so you're basically putting um, your casserole dish inside a great big uh, baking pan that has water in it. And you place your casserole dish on top of a little trivet or a baking rack so that it doesn't touch the bottom. And the water bath actually helps to make the custard so beautiful. You can do it in the oven, you can do it in the crock pot, or if you just need to have it done fast, you can do it in a pot on the stove top pour into your dishes and let set in the fridge. So this one with the konjac rice, you dry it out completely. So you wanna dry it out 
just like you're going to use tapioca pearl. So if you've ever touched a tapioca pearl or those types of things, they're very dry. So we completely dry out the rice and then we mix it with a ready-made vanilla drink mix, your sugar-free maple syrup, your nutmeg and cinnamon and eggs. And you whisk and you bake it um, or pour it, whisk it, pour it, bake it or whisk it over low heat um, on the stovetop until it thickens, pouring your dishes to set. Um, simple and delicious and really um, one of those, um, as many of our diets were say, comfort food, um, mom's food growing up, those types of things. A little bit more of a wintry <laughs> dessert, um, but since we were using, um, I was using the, the noodles this week, I thought I should just throw that up there too to show you that you can make um, a sweet treat with it as well. Not overpowering at all. Um, and again, extremely filling and shows you how you can use a little bit of egg protein and just a simple vanilla drink. So you can stay 100% on protocol, but Decad did enough to make for a phase four dessert as well. Awesome. So does anybody have any questions about the konjac noodle um, or the or just konjac in general in general? I, I saw this article and and I just thought it would be fun to kind of throw this up there um, because um, it has some some great health benefits. Um, it, it talks about um, diabetes management, um, how it's it's uh, indicated it's when you use it, uh, it as a part of your diet, um, it, it shows uh, improvement in type two diabetes management. Um, and uh, it lists weight loss as uh, mm -hmm. one of the things that is, is beneficial for you. Um, cholesterol, um, you know, and as we know, as we lose weight, our cholesterol seems to align itself. Um, it also talks about relieving constipation, um, can improve your, can improve that um, healthy skin, and it talks about wound healing. So, um, there's, yeah, so there's a lot of, um, it says it, it supports the immune system. So I, I just thought, um, you know, it's always interesting when we find out about what's in the things that we're eating. Um, <laughs> and uh, we educate ourselves then it's more interesting for us to continue eating them mm -hmm. um so you know i think one of the the great things about the process of changing our lifestyle for me has been it's really really you know like people always say to me like how can you just like not eat french fries anymore or you just don't eat pizza anymore you what have you and i, I to me it's more about i learned what those things, you know, why I was having digestive problems after I ate them, why I was feeling bloated, why I was waking up half of the night, why I was exhausted the next day after eating a lot of, you know, foods that basically just turned to sugar in our system. And so it's so much easier for me to make those decisions when I know like tomorrow I'm going to wake up feeling like I have a hangover. Yeah. No. <laughs> what about you, Dee? Well, there was actually, so we, we had a little workshop last night and there was some really great discussion too on other reasons why not to eat foods that cause inflammation in your body. 
Um, and it's because they, they kill your good gut bacteria. And that was a, that was a really big part of the conversation was the teaching about, um, when you eat the healthy foods and the healthy fibers and the noodles, um, such as those conjunct noodles or your fiber from, you know, your jicama, things like that, they're going to start building up your army of good gut flora again and make digestion easier and better and put those enzymes back in um, that over time the sugar destroys. And um, the sugar is really evil because it it multiplies and divides the bad <laughs> gut bacteria and kills the good good gut bacteria. And I mean, that's why we feel so junky usually after eating those types of food if you've been clean eating. And they destroy good gut flora immediately. Um, I think it says somewhere that every time you do an exposure to it, it's three months. It takes three months um, to clean up and build it back up. So it might not take you three months to feel better, but it. Um, takes a long time um, to keep that gut flora healthy and balanced. And you often hear um, clients say, well, I can't, you know, it bugs my tummy. And that happens right off the bat, usually with vegetables or certain types of protein, because if you don't eat them, those enzymes and good gut bacteria are not there to help digest them. So it's a process to build them back up. So you, you have to be patient and you have to be willing to give it a try. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And, and um, you know, the thing like with gluten, if you've been told that you're gluten sensitive or gluten intolerant, you know, people think, well, I can just have a little bit of gluten. Well, unfortunately, it takes three months for gluten to make its way completely out of your system. And of course, you know, gluten is causing a lot of problems, not only with gut health, but with brain health. And so again, you know, why is it easier not to eat bread and not to eat pizza and not to eat things with gluten in them? Um, because I know that the long-term effects are, are really, they're just not great. And, yeah. you know, if you read about health and, you know, read books like Stephen Perlmutter's books on uh, Grain Brain and, and a variety of books that talk about um, the end result uh, being dementia, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's. That just doesn't seem like a great way to go. So are, are you willing to maybe, you know, have different kinds of options? Maybe you're willing to make bread from almond flour or, um, you know, a variety of different things that aren't wheat related, aren't genetically modified and, and um, you know, just, just change a lot of the ways that you normally have eaten in the past. I mean, we were all raised on what English muffins and we didn't have white bread in the house, but I knew most kids did. And um, so, you know, just a, a variety of things that were well, you know, traditional. The, inter the interesting thing about that, we didn't have white bread in our house either, but the, when they do the actual nutrition breakdown at the end of the day, that whole wheat bread is just a disguise for the white bread because it does the same exact thing in our system, yeah. um, which is a little disheartening. Um, and nowadays too, you know, fresh bread, I mean, we're, we're not eating, most of us aren't eating fresh bread made in Italy with um, less glutinous flour. Most of us are eating over-processed, um, you know, your bread should not have a shelf life of two weeks, three weeks. It, it, your, food, <laughs> your food should rot. And that's kind of a really good rule of thumb. And I probably told this story before, but you know, way back in the day I had um, 
done a Weight Watchers kick. And I'm not, I'm not slamming other diet programs, but I bought their bread, right? I'm going to eat their bread and, you know, to count my point system. And we had gone camping that summer and I had left an entire loaf of Weight Watchers bread up in the, in the trailer. It was there for nine months, nine months to the next season, got forgotten up on, um, up on a rack on the corner. And when I took that bag down, it was still squishy soft and it was not rotten. And I have gut issues. And I mean, I wonder why I have gut issues. I was putting food like that in my stomach. And so nine months, no rotting, not good. Um, and the kids and I, we have actually done the driveway sun test where we put um, processed food from fast food restaurants onto the driveway and see if they rot in the sun. And let me tell you, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> they don't it's rot. A scary. <laughs> yeah. So your food should rot. Yep. Yeah, so food food should be something that um, we learn about and that it makes sense to us. It makes sense why we ingest the food that we do. And um, I'm always really careful with anything um, that if I, I, I'm super sensitive. So if something makes my belly bloated immediately, I am immediately looking back at what I ate and uh, figuring out why and getting rid of whatever it was or figuring out why I, you know, if I combined it with certain kinds of foods that it didn't go well with, if, if, you know, whatever. So, um, I know that might be a little TMI, but, um, you know, it's, it's important for us to start recognizing that food is not entertainment. Food is not fun. Food is not celebrations. People are celebrations. Our families are celebrations and, um, finding ways to celebrate together that doesn't include craziness. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, um, we uh, we had last night we had a dieter in our midst that uh, was uh, she's edging up I think she surpassed the 160 pound uh, loss mark oh, okay. um, and awesome. yeah and was and she cruises in holidays and uh, you know uh, was in Italy you were in Italy just in places oh. with all kinds of different cuisine and was really sharing with other clients on how she manages that in her new life and and things that she doesn't crave and so even if she's taken a break here and there um, there was still um, very many food items that she just didn't um, go back to and uh, now um, Sharon's uh, new love is she kayaks everywhere so it's the most coolest thing um, that uh, she is coming up onto half of her. She has lost half of herself. Oh, I love it. I love yeah. it. And it's so great to see people that um, embrace that change and not only embrace it, but understand that it is not just like, okay, I'm doing this for this amount of time and then I, then it, that's done. Um, yeah. Because it's, unfortunately, it's never done. We have to continue down that road of making good decisions all the time. And um, yes, we can have fabulous times. I travel every year. I travel a lot, actually. I travel almost every weekend. Yeah. And um, so, you know, it's, it's definitely, I eat out a lot. It's a minute by minute decision. Um, so, you know, I eat a lot of salads and a lot of grilled protein. It's tasty, delicious. Um, 
I love it. So I, but that's become my lifestyle and that was not my lifestyle 20 years ago. My 20 years ago, my lifestyle was eating the full bread basket and, you know, butter and, and dipping everything in olive oil. And, and I still do dip in olive oil. I'm just not dipping the whole bread basket in olive oil. You know, I still use butter. I'm just not using, you know, the entire thing of butter plus an extra one you know and and um really uh making changes in in my lifestyle and yes i do eat pasta but it's fresh pasta i know where it came from i know that it was you know what flour it was made with and and i'm careful to go to restaurants that do that and and so you can still have a very tasty tasty lifestyle um so um we encourage all of you to enjoy your lives and and uh keep 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 keeping on so yeah. d it's been wonderful seeing you again this week i love your konjac noodle recipes i think it gives us all that option of feeling like we're having something unusual and different and if you love sushi or sushi rolls spring rolls mm-hmm. rolls um these are super great options you can make them with your family it's fun for the kids to do and and to start you know talking about really good options of what we love to eat you so thanks everybody for joining us thank you d for all of your creativeness and and your wonderful recipes and we will see everybody next week thanks renee thanks everybody for joining us Bye-bye. bye bye